my god it's the third episode of the crosstalk podcast and as usual i am joined by the man eating turtle noah noah how are you doing i'm doing fantastic how about yourself you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. You know, we had a nice little Nintendo Direct this week. Um, and, you know, that's like Christmas morning for me uh, today. Because the older you get, you know, the more, um, you know, you're buying for, you know, for others and for yourself for the most part. And so you don't really get the magic of opening a gift on Christmas morning like you do when you're a little kid. So, for, and you know, when you open that gift, not knowing is one of the best parts. And a Nintendo Direct is like that for me in my adult life. Because I walk into a Nintendo Direct and I don't know what present I'm going to be opening. But <laughs> they give us they give us some good stuff. And say what you want about this Direct, but they gave me some good stuff in the, in, in the form of Xenoblade. And, you know, I have to talk about Xenoblade to open up because I feel... It would be a disservice to that game to talk about it. So I, I it, knew that was going to be started <laughs> with. I could just feel it. I knew it. In in your so you've never played or seen Xenoblade. I've seen it before. I know. I, I heard of it from probably like most people. Chugga Conroy because he's yeah. a big proponent of that of that game. But uh, yeah, I haven't really. I don't have that much experience with it. I'll I'll probably give it a try though since they're re-releasing it because it's so hard to find before. Oh yeah, and l- l- let me start this podcast. Here- here's how I want to start this. I want to try and sell Xenoblade oh. to a bunch of people because I- I'm sure that um, a lot of people, because you know they ended they ended it with Xenoblade. Can we talk about that? That did not seem like an a ender, like a thing that you end with to me. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They were like, we got one more announcement, and I was like, okay, what, what, what we got? Mario Odyssey two, we got Pikmin four. Then it's just like Xenoblade, and you know, me, personally, I was like, oh yeah, but like in my head, I was also like, wait, they're ending with this? <laughs> yeah, because then they go it, right into the like Smash stuff right after that. Yeah, didn't skip a beat. No. Sakurai started talking about Banjo, mm. and uh, yeah, that that seems strange to me, but I'm glad Nintendo has the faith in that game to be able to um you know have that kind of confidence in it and i will say it is one of if not the best game that i've ever played and it needed a remake because it was starting to show its age and so this is absolutely perfect so graphic oh yeah and i retweeted a um comparison photo of the two games of the remake and the original game and it is night and day it was a picture of a fiora from the game and i oh my god it looks so so different so so do you like jrpgs uh they're all right i don't have that much experience with them the the, mostly just pokemon for me yeah yeah so xenoblade is definitely not pokemon it is a very very different kind of game and xenoblade there are two jrpgs that I would recommend to people, even if they don't like JRPGs. I know, I know what one of them is. Well, What's, go just go ahead. G- give me, give me, right, right. It is an Earthbound. It's not. <laughs> what? It's not. No. The okay. two would be Persona Five ah, and Xenoblade Chronicles One, not Xenoblade Chronicles Two. I think you very much have to like JRPGs to like Xenoblade Chronicles Two. But Xenoblade Chronicles 1, I would recommend that to anybody, JRPG fan or not, because it is one of the greatest stories ever told. I don't think that's an exaggeration. The fact that it's an 80-hour game, it's almost too short. It, because that story, it is so in-depth, it is so detailed, it is so beautiful in every sense of the word. The characters are so amazing. And as Sugar Conroy put it in one of his, his tweets, it's the kind of game that has a brilliant story and it rewards exploration. It is an open-world RPG that very, very much rewards every bit of exploration. And the world is one of the most vivid that you will ever see in a game. You are on two titans that millennials ago went to war with each other and killed each other with a single blow. And they both 
are now planets because they were planet-sized titans and they both have life on them now and you are literally living on kind of a humanoid titan like you you travel on its leg on its foot on its head on its arm on its hand and it's such a beautiful and alive world it's the best world of any game i've ever seen no doubt about it and it has probably the best soundtrack of any game i've ever played you sound like you're, you're working on their marketing team for them Oh, hire me, Xenoblade. <laughs> hire me. Like, you can get I, it done. Oh, it, it 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 is a game that has it has it all. It has it all. And one of the only problems with the game was that it didn't look the greatest graphically, and now yeah. that's gonna be solved. And also there was a huge problem because you couldn't play the game with an actual controller because you had to play it with the Wii Classic controller. Yeah. And that's a super uncomfortable, horrible controller. Because you could play it with a Wiimote and Nunchuck, but it just was, it did not feel right. And that was a very, very, very much wrong. And so now that we're going to get to play it with like the Pro Controller, it is going to be freaking amazing. And I am, I couldn't be more excited for Xenoblade. And I, I will put my head on the line for Xenoblade. I, I, I say, even if you don't like JRPGs, this story will be enough to keep you playing because honestly i would say xenoblade's biggest flaw and i wouldn't even call it a flaw but i'd say the weakest part of it is honestly the combat because the com it, it's pretty it's a pretty basic combat system it's nothing crazy that's like the one part of xenoblade that i would say isn't mind-blowing but it doesn't matter because of how alive the world is and how good the story is and how good the characters are it is phenomenal. I just wanted to sell Xenoblade for a second because I felt like there wasn't enough hype surrounding that, and it deserves it. It Xenoblade 2 is nothing compared to Xenoblade 1. It is nothing. People say it's better. Those people are wrong. They're the same people saying Earthbound is better than Mother 3. They're just wrong. I hate <laughs> to say it. I, yeah, I'm definitely... It's on my list to get because I definitely want to try it because so many people talk about how great it is. Oh, yeah. I, I, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. But as much as I would like to think so, Xenoblade wasn't the only thing that the only thing that was shown in this direct. What else caught your eye, Noah? Well, we're, we're just talking about JRPGs. So the, um, the little town hero actually looks kind of interesting to me. It's the new uh, series or IP from Game Freak. Yeah. Everybody, everybody in the comments, I saw they were shitting on it during the live stream. But I'm like, I don't know. It looks kind of cool. It's got. It seems like it's got an interesting um, uh, battle system. Yeah, definitely. Uh, interesting is the word because I have no clue how. If you threw me into a battle in Little Town Hero right now, I would not know the first thing <laughs> as to yeah. how to fight because it looks complicated. Yeah. So it seems like when you when you start a battle, you can move around the town itself. And then you can pick uh, teammates, pick them up as you go, and make strategic moves around the. I guess the whole town is like a like a map for for RPG battles. Yeah. So my, my I guess my biggest fear with the game is like, are we defending the same town throughout the entire game? Because obviously, if every that battle would be boring. Yeah. takes place in the same spot in the same town, then that would not be a very good game. I'm sure after the fourth or fifth battle it would no longer be uh very fun but i'll tell you yeah. I, I wasn't really paying attention to little town hero it didn't catch my eye but then they say toby fox from undertale is doing the soundtrack oh yeah i and forgot like, about that what that is crazy but uh yeah <laughs> crazy that wasn't very good <laughs> crazy for toby fox for sure yeah, well, he's got a lot of work with Nintendo recently. He's got Sans costume in Smash with a Megalovania remix. Yeah, that is insane. He is a freaking, I mean, he, he made it just with Undertale. And I'll tell you, like with Xenoblade, freaking Undertale has one of the best soundtracks I've ever played in a video game. If I had to rank the, the, the three best soundtracks I've ever played in a video game, it'd probably be Xenoblade, Persona 5, and Undertale. Like, I mean, Toby Fox, I mean, him and his team, or I don't know if it's just him, fantastic composer. And what I heard from Little Town Hero, I mean, it definitely caught my eye. And even if I don't buy the game, I'll definitely 
definitely be checking out the soundtrack. Oh yeah, I I, I want to see a little bit more into it before I make a decision, but I like the art style and it looks interesting. And yeah. obviously the music's going to be good, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the kind of game I think would that would benefit from a demo, especially if it's oh, a good yeah. game, because people are confused as to what the game is i think yeah and, i don't uh, think they're marketing it very very well yeah they're just, they're just like here it is but what is it i don't know yeah i think that's why people are hating on it in the comments because uh they're advertising it kind of as overly complicated in a way because that's what i see when i see this battle system i don't see like oh man this looks super fun i'm like oh i don't know what's going on right now is this like overly complicated because I don't got time for that. Hopefully they'll give, like, when it goes to release, I think they'll probably have, like, a, a big sit-down direct for it, maybe, like they do with Pokemon and stuff. Yeah, and the thing is, like, and it's not on our list, and, and I think it, it also proves my point that it's not on our list, but, like, Damon X Machina, oh. they are trying so hard with that game. Every freaking direct, no they've one. got stuff on it, nobody cares. I feel so bad for the developers of that game because you can tell they're working so hard. They've released now multiple demos. I think this is the second demo yeah. for the game that they've released, and I have not met, I've not seen a comment, I've not seen a tweet from one person who cares about Damon X Machina. <laughs> I mean, I, I assume you haven't played the demo. Uh-uh, no. I thought about it. I saw it in the eShop earlier, and I was like, should I download it? But then I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, normally when Nintendo releases a demo, like, if they would if they would release a Little Town Hero demo, I'd download, I'd download it today it. just yeah. to see what it's like. And that's one thing I'll say about Little Town Hero. And the point that I was trying to make is I don't think it's quite in Damon X Machina territory. I think it it has caught people's eye, but people just don't know what it is yet. Yeah. Damon X Machina, we all know we like we if we were gonna make a decision, we would have made it by now. <laughs> you know, they don't have Toby Fox as their composer. Like, they don't have anything going for them. No, and it's, it's just a bland looking shooter game. I don't know. Yeah, and personally, I'm not really big on mech games. I didn't even know that was like a genre of games. They keep mentioning it, mentioning it as it's like, oh, it's 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 like all the other mech games, and I'm like, what other mech games? I don't know well, what you're talking about. Well, if it's just like the other ones, then why don't I just play the other ones and not buy this new one? Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> you just broke the broke the mold. We should probably like. I think it'd be interesting if we can like give that game a try. Like if we could find the time between podcasts one day and just try just give the demo like a good 30 minute to an hour try it'd be interesting to discuss the game just like after actually having playing it because who knows maybe it's just marketed terribly yeah what if it's game of the year and we don't even know it and we, we just shit on it for yeah no reason and we could be we could be the people who are freaking uh who are going to bat for damon x machina the first two in the history of the game, to download the demo, we can make history. <laughs> I, I feel I'm so not, bad for them, I'm though. Gonna, I'm going to download it right now that we're talking about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure it won't cross your mind. It certainly didn't cross my mind when I was <laughs> labeling the direct on uh, this list, but it's a good thing to talk about. And I, I guess next we can go ahead and segue because the only thing to really talk about with Damon X Machina is that there is nothing to talk about. <laughs> but um, they also showed a little bit more of Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah, but we didn't get very much. Didn't get very much. They showed a couple of the floors, and I, I don't know. When I was seeing that footage, it kind of subscribed to my idea that the floors are going to be like missions. Did you get that vibe? Maybe a little bit. A little bit. They, they were talking... They were talking about it like, hey, this floor is about this. The next floor is about this. The next floor is about this. And it, it, it's missions. I'm very concerned for this game. They had to uh, do it the, to me. <laughs> I, I saw it and I felt a little bit of satisfaction, but also very sad because I, I definitely didn't want to be right. Um, the uh, They showed a multiplayer mode as well and uh didn't look that interesting. I don't really give a shit about that. I want Luigi's Mansion is supposed to be a really good single player experience. 
Now, if they have multiplayer, that's fine, but let's focus on making the game that we want in the single player instead of fucking around with shit that we don't need. Yeah, I mean, from what I hear from people who are fans of Luigi's Mansion Darkman, um, everyone says that Luigi's Mansion, um, uh, the Scarescraper mode, is the best thing about that game. Well, that's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do not put it past them. A hundred percent, because I mean, I did. I'm. I, I played a little bit of the Scarecraper mode. I think we might have played it together when yeah, it first came out a long time ago. But I mean, it didn't put a lasting impression on me. It just seemed no. like pretty generic, randomly generated floors of Luigi's Mansion. And I mean, can you get more fun out of that than the main game? I mean, I guess it depends on the person, but it didn't really impress me. And these new modes kind of look like, you know, they're like a top-down, eight-player mode. Not something that you'll ever see me playing, I don't think. It's almost like that, um, what is the name of that? Nintendo Land, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, dude, I thought the exact same thing when I was watching it. I was like... Remaking it. (laughs) But less interesting, because the Nintendo, the, the Nintendo Land... Luigi's Mansion game was actually pretty good. It was kind of fun, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge proponent. Nintendo Land is one of the best games on the the Wii U. I got so much fun out of that, specifically Super Mario Chase. That was such a fun party game when you had friends up. I mean, it was, I mean, it was so simple. Anyone could play it, and I mean, it, it was, I loved it. And Luigi's Mansion, I would say, was the, probably the second best game on there. It used the gamepad beautifully. I mean, the per- I mean, and that's the thing about this new mode. It's like the scarecraper mode, except you take the interesting part out of it, which is the person with the gamepad is mm-hmm. not able to be seen by the other players. Yeah. And, you know, that's the interesting part. So now it's legit just run around and catch ghosts and see who can catch the most ghosts. And the thing about Luigi's Mansion is... Catching the act of catching the ghosts themselves are not why Luigi's Mansion is good. I I think you can agree with that. No one's sitting here like... the same thing over and over again on that. Exactly. No one's like, man, you know, just that feeling of holding back on the control stick and pressing the R button. There's nothing like it. It's about (laughs) the puzzle of how, how you're supposed to get them to that point. Yeah, and because they have their own special personality, so you have to figure out what part of their personality is what you can use against them. It's like a it's like an interesting puzzle kind of thing, and it gives the ghost more character. I would say the defining trait of Luigi's Mansion is the atmosphere, the world in which you're exploring. I think Luigi's Mansion is it's basically. What it should be, anyway, is a Metroidvania-esque game. You're exploring this world, and the more you go around it, the more abilities you unlock, and the more abilities you get, the more of the mansion that you can explore. That's basically what the um, original game was. And the atmosphere of that, you know, when you go outside for the first time, and, you know, how cool is that area, you know? Well, I can go outside, and plus the music that they have that goes with that area. And then you go down the well, and you see Mario and in the painting, and you see King Boo, and that legitimately scared the crap out of me as a kid. It <laughs> made me jump. I mean, I had to stop playing for a second, because seeing like Mario beating on that painting like scared the heck out of me for some reason. And also, another environment that I can point to is when you're on the ceiling, uh, you know, you remember oh, yeah. the yeah when you get to the ceiling of the mansion that that is also just another iconic Luigi's Mansion moment and just all these environments and there are so many and the portrait ghosts also were such a huge aspect because they made the environments for yeah. all of the individual rooms. You know, you remember the fat portrait ghost yeah, sitting the, the, there. The, the room complimented their the personality and character that they made the ghost exactly Otherwise it'd be just a boring ass empty mansion right yeah it's one thing each to room have... could look exactly the same exactly like the ballroom you associate that ballroom with the two ghosts who were dancing in it the that you had to kill yeah. exactly so they even remember the their exact name. name let's go i don't know the name for any of it i know the baby's name is chauncey i believe yeah and that's it Neville but, is his dad, and Linda's is his mom. Dang. Yeah, I know, I know them all. 
<laughs> that Luigi's Mansion trip trivia. I've played uh, it like forty times. It's kind of it's a problem. <laughs> that's what's so beautiful about Luigi's Mansion, though. You can play it all in one sitting, and that's oh, what's yeah. so nice about it. Like I remember, uh, we streamed it once on uh, back in the AWSLP's days. Me and you like play through the entire game on a stream. Oh, I don't and even just remember yeah that. wow <laughs> yeah it, it, it was very early on we used like google hangouts to do it oh it my was, god i do remember that yeah <laughs> yeah it, it was a i mean and we just did the whole game and it was just i mean we just boom just got through it and it was so fun and when we're on road trips a lot of the times if we get a rental van with a uh with a av cords in them because a lot of these rental vans have those yeah. we'll always bring the gamecube and we'll always find a game to um to to play, and a lot of the times we'll just uh we'll just freaking go through Luigi's Mansion. But thing about that is, it doesn't last the whole road trip a lot of the time. Yeah, no. So fly through it if you if you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And by this point, I mean like I'd say I played through it six or seven times myself. Just I mean, I I get a, a Luigi's Mansion feel probably once every two years. I'd say. No, and I sound it, like an addict because you're over here like <laughs> six or seven times. I'm like, oh, I played it forty times. Uh huh. Sure. Twenty of them were 100 percent too. Oh, I've never played the game and not 100 percent in it. Oh, I when I the first couple of times I played it, I did. Didn't. Yeah, I, I think as a kid, I I might not have. But I remember, like the first time I found uh, the the girl that pees herself. You know what I'm talking about? The girl that pees herself. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, there's the one, and she's like laying in bed, but her bed's up on the ceiling. And the way you're supposed to wake her up is you spray water on her and make her think she peed her pants. She's in a. There's a door she's that's in, got the boards that are locked up on it, and you have to find the other way in. Uh, well, I have no recollection of this. Oh man, I'm Maybe sure I, if you, I'm sure if you showed me the the ghost, I would know it. But what part of the game is this in? Um, I think it. You can't get to her until the third act because you have to get to the the roof. There's like a secret area on the roof. Uh huh. And then you like drop down in it and you land in her room. Yeah, I, 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 I think I, I remember the passageway you're talking about, but yeah, I, I for some reason can't can't remember making a ghost pee on herself <laughs> and then catching her. Maybe oh, it's man. not quite as vivid as I'm imagining it is. No, no, I'm imagining like a stain on her pants, her being like, oh, and then her heart appears, and then you just vacuum her up. And I'm yeah, sure, that's how it goes. <laughs> oh, is that really what happens? She, I think she's like, oh, not again, and then and then you <laughs> suck her up. Dang. All right. I mean, that just shows how great the original Luigi's Mansion is because yeah. crap like that happens. And yeah, you wouldn't is... see that in, in these new games they got going now. Yeah. And, you know, we always find a way to talk about the original Luigi's Mansion. We, we bring up Luigi's Mansion 3, we talk about it for two or three minutes, and then bam, <laughs> 10 minutes of original Luigi's Mansion <laughs> yeah. because we have to. Uh, but, yeah, there's not, there's not really that much to say. About well, they the didn't show enough. Mansion. I don't know. I can't. Yeah, that was kind of a theme with this was... direct, not showing anything in yeah, these like, trailers. With Animal Crossing, no, they, they did the same thing. Anything. Yeah, we already knew we had crafting stuff, people. Let's get to some real stuff. We already knew about the uh, the phone too. We knew about yeah. everything in they that trailer. All at E three. This is basically, hey, you remember E three, guys? Yeah, yeah, and it it, it was. Because they brought up the Animal Crossing trailer, and I was like, yes! I was like, let's freaking go. Uh, and I was excited to see more, but I-, I watched a lot of videos on that original Animal Crossing footage. So yeah. I've probably seen stuff that they ne- didn't necessarily show in the trailers. They had a big 20-minute treehouse footage thing. I watched that whole thing. Yeah. I watched people. There was a video I watched, like 100 facts about the uh, Animal Crossing and um i so i mean everything not one single thing in that did i not know i was hoping that we would get like a release date for luigi's mansion 3 we still haven't gotten one yeah the fact that we've not had a release date for that it's weird makes me worried (laughs) yeah i i don't like they say it's coming out in october right is there like a general release date at least no, there's. I don't even think there's a general release date. I think people are speculating that they're going to release it in October, but I don't think they've officially announced anything on when it's going to come out. Oh, yeah? 
I'm pretty sure I might be wrong, and then I'm going to be a bad Luigi's Mansion fan, but I'm pretty sure they haven't formally announced any kind of rough release date other than 2019. I'm not a Luigi's Mansion fan. I'm a Luigi's Mansion 1 fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I'm not a Paper Mario fan. I'm a first two, first three Paper Mario games fan. It's sad when they ruin your favorite series and you can't... Um, and you can't uh, talk about it anymore. Oh, it says October 31st. 31st? Yeah. That Halloween. seems... Oh, that does seem right. I feel like they did give it... So is that the release date? Were we just wrong on that? I guess. I don't remember ever hearing it. And I watched everything that they put up about it. Now that you say that, that makes sense. Because I remember watching a video of someone uh, of someone saying that... Um, that the fact that it comes out on Halloween is like really sweet. They're like, oh yeah, that's gonna be like the best Halloween ever. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm gonna buy it day one, and then I'm gonna shit on it probably. <laughs> I'll buy it. Oh, I'm buying it. I'm buying it. Just, I mean, I don't think it's gonna be the worst game in the world. I don't think Dark Moon's the worst game in the world. I just think it's a very bland game. Yeah. Oh, the no, it were it's functional by all definitions. It's a good game. It's just kind of a letdown. Based yeah, on the first one. Yeah, I completely agree. But I mean, there's not really too much to talk about with this game, so I guess we can uh, we can go ahead and move on. Yeah, that's it, man. What else? So, what do you want to talk about next? I've, okay, have you been playing Smash? Have you tried Banjo? I have tried Banjo. Oh, I love him. He's great, excellent. I think he might be my new main in in the game. Really? Actually. Yeah. So He's got everything I like. He's got projectiles. He's got. Um, He's good with up close stuff. And uh-huh. I love that, that my favorite move from Toon Link is basically his down smash with the the bird beak dive. So it's basically like Toon Link's little sword jab. And he was my main before anyway. So oh yeah, I um I love the fact that Banjo is in the game, but I am uh I don't think he is the best character in the game. I think he is a a mid-tier character, I would say. And I'm talking, like, in terms of competitive, of course. Oh, yeah. Like, in terms of casual, I, I don't think tiers matter. And that's what I always tell people who are... Like, there'll be people playing the game casually, and they'll be like, well, who's the highest-tier character? And I'm like, well, unless you're playing the game competitively, the oh, tiers don't really matter <laughs> yeah. at all. So, it... um, So, but in terms of competitive play... From what I've seen and from what I've played, his uh, frame data seems to be a little bit slow. That fair is very powerful, but also it's very slow. But I think it definitely is one of his stronger moves. Um, his down air has a lot of lag to it. His back air has a lot of lag to it. Down throw, you, can, you can't basically combo anything out of it if you have a good masher. Uh, I think the best moves in his kit are his down special, which is the grenade. Banjos are going to have to zone with the grenade. And it's a good combo tool. If you do grenade into side B, that is a combo at certain percents. And that's a kill confirm. So it's super hard to set up. But if Banjos can master that, it'll be a super easy kill confirm. And then obviously, side B is going to be a phenomenal move. uh, Merely because of its invincibility. Oh, yeah. However... I do not think that that move is as powerful as people originally anticipated. It has a lot of startup lag. Like, not like not a, a ton, but it has enough startup lag to where, in my opinion, you, you can get grabbed out of it, and you can react to it with shield, and then it's super easy, as Sakurai showed in the direct, to punish it out of shield. So I think that move is good, but you definitely can't just spam it like I originally oh, yeah. thought you'd be able to. And you have the the golden feathers, so you only get to use it so many times without losing yeah. the stock. I think if you if, if if the golden feathers weren't a thing, then um then it would be a much better move. But the fact that it, you can't I think it'd spam be OP it, if it didn't have the gold feathers though. Yeah, yeah. Do I think it would make Banjo the best character in the game? I don't no, think so. But, uh, you know, so I, I honestly think he could have uh, afforded to use it. But this is all early speculation. Banjo's been out for a day. Yeah. Banjo might be the best character in the game. We don't know yet. Someone could discover something tomorrow 
that is just unstoppable. So these are all very early impressions. Speculation, yeah. Yeah, I don't think Banjo is low tier by any means. He it, he might be high tier. He's not top tier though. Imagine how devastating that would be <laughs> that we finally get him in the game and he sucked. I mean, talk to Ridley Mains. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what happened to them. Although, although the recent Ridley buffs definitely did that character some favors, but you can still destroy Ridley. And as someone who plays as Joker, basically, if you have Arsene and Ridley tries to recover, counter that recovery and say goodbye to Ridley's stock. Joker <laughs> destroys Ridley. Destroys Ridley. I've uh I've actually before Banjo came out, I have uh I've been on kind of a quest to get every character into Elite Smash. And Ooh. uh I, I mean I've just started it. And I uh so I've been on Mario. I started with Mario and I've been playing a lot of Mario. And I remember I was playing a really good Ridley and I was thinking like, dang, I wish I was like I, I was like I wish I was playing Joker right now because this is so easy as Joker. <laughs> But when it's like when you're playing as Mario, like you actually have to fight Ridley on an even playing field because yeah. I, I think Joker, you know, the Joker probably wins that matchup 70-30, I think. I think 60-40 is doing it a disservice by saying that Joker wins the matchup 60-40 because in my opinion, Joker destroys Ridley. But obviously, I mean, I guess I could be wrong. I think 60-40 if we're being generous. It's saying that matchup is even is just wrong. Joker's uh, parry is the best parry in the history of Smash when he has our sin. It is unstoppable. I don't know much. I've, I haven't really played Joker that much. Yeah, I mean, you know how most parries, like if you get the parry, it still might not hit on the, on the counter. Like say you hit him with... Um, an attack and you're on the platform and they're not you'll swing your sword but it won't hit them right yeah jokers if you hit him it uh it just hits him anyway it doesn't it does not matter where you hit him or how you hit him you're getting hit so it is insane i have to give joker a try i i I downloaded him i have because i have the fighters pass so i get everybody i just i don't know i I don't really know much about him because I haven't played Persona, so I kind of just threw him off. Yeah. Or whatever. Which, that's another game series I want to get into. Persona? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. You said I, five is the best, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I, I, honestly, I, I can say that, but I mean, I wouldn't know, considering I've not played the other ones. Oh, yeah, I haven't played the other Okay. Yeah, so you don't, heard... you don't need to know the other ones to get into it. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It is a completely standalone story. Okay, cool. There is no reason to play the other ones. And I've heard pers- I've heard great things about Persona 4. Um, and I, I want to give that a try one day. One day. I was actually hoping that it would uh, come to Switch uh, oh, yeah. with Joker. Because so, I was like, if they can't bring Persona 5, they should at least bring Persona 4. And, Why can't uh, they bring 5? I, they could because five was on PS3, so yeah. it's not Switch like can definitely handle yeah, that. It's not like it couldn't run on Switch, but Persona has always been a completely Sony exclusive game. But I don't see how Nintendo allowed Joker to be in Smash if without striking a deal to get Persona on Nintendo. Yeah, that doesn't a, make any sense. Yeah, it's kind of a dumb, dumb marketing tactic, but whatever, man. Yeah, we are getting that Persona 5. Uh, we're getting the Persona 5 uh, Warriors game, like Persona 5S, I think it's called. It's the Dynasty Warrior version of Persona 5, similar to Hyrule Warriors and Fire Emblem Warriors. But also, that's not really a Persona game. That's just another no. Dynasty Warriors game. Yeah, it's a spinoff. It doesn't count. Yeah, and in my opinion, you've played one Dynasty Warriors. You've played If you've played, played Hyrule Warriors, you've played Fire Emblem Warriors. There yeah. are slight differences, but... As a massive Persona 5 game, I'd even go as far as to say Persona 5 is better than Xenoblade. That's how much I enjoy that game. Whoa. I know, bold stay. I mean, I'll give you guys a second to get up from your seat because I know that probably knocked you out of it. But I think, I legitimately do think Xenoblade is definitely a better story. Like I said, I still stand back by the fact that Xenoblade is one of the best stories ever told. Just period. 
book, video game, movie, TV show. It is one of the best stories ever told. And Persona 5 doesn't hold a candle to Xenoblade's story. (laughs) But where Persona 5 shines is in the gameplay. It is phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal in the gameplay department. And I would say, and the Xenoblade remake, though, might change that opinion. They're very close, in my opinion. Uh, So maybe Xenoblade will take the cake if this remake's good enough. But as of right now, with the original Xenoblade, because remember, it was starting to show its age. Like I said at the beginning of this, it needed a remake. But uh, I'd say as of right now, not having played the remake, Persona 5 is better than Xenoblade. So when they released Joker, I mean, I I, I was content. I said, you, I, it, it shocked on. me. Oh, yeah. It oh, the, shocked me. The demo me. just downloaded. Oh, yeah? yeah. <laughs> Play some freaking Damon X Machina while we, uh, while we, <laughs> while we uh, podcast. Yeah. I, I'm sure, uh, I, I, I'm sure it will, uh, Take a lot of focus, though, so I'd say that wouldn't be a, no, wouldn't a be great bad. idea. Our gameplay would be bad, and then the podcast wouldn't be very good, because then we'd be trying to focus on the game. Yeah, yeah. Freaking, uh, dang, I just, I just, oh, we're talking about Joker. Yeah, I mean, I was shocked when uh, Joker got revealed, because obviously it's a Sony property. Sony yeah. owns that, and unlike Banjo... Which isn't or and wasn't as much of a shock because it's been on a Nintendo console. It is a part of Nintendo's yeah, history. Yeah, there's history there. Joker has nothing to do with Nintendo, and it never has, and it still doesn't. Yeah. It is. Uh. It is. Uh, I. I. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. So are there are there any like Smash characters that you're really really wanting to make it in that they? Uh, yeah, and I think another big thing to talk about, uh, is, uh, the fact that we are getting, uh, more DLC characters yeah, than... Yeah, that's pretty exciting. I yeah. Was get, I was getting kind of worried, because I'm like, we only got one slot left, but we're getting more, so we're good. Yeah, it, it is, uh, I feel bad for Sakurai, though, because he was like, oh, uh, <laughs> the finish line keeps getting further and further away. <laughs> And it was just like, oh, gee. Yeah, you can see the look on his face. He's like, God, can we just stop this shit? Like, let this man live. And uh, so I felt bad for him, but I'm also happy we're getting some. But I hope there's a very big gap between Ultimate and the next Smash game. Oh, yeah. I, I want to be married with kids the next time I see a new Smash game. Whoa. I don't know how long... I mean, that's what, at least, like, at most 10 years away. We'll be 30 in 10 years. So I'm sure we'll be uh, married by the time we're 30, or at least, hopefully, we'll be married. If we're not, we should get looking. <laughs> Maybe. But anyway, with the with the uh, DLC characters, uh, I, um, I'm pretty content, honestly. They have given me everything. If I want it, Sakurai wills it. Like, I swear, it is insane. Like, as a huge Xenoblade going into, fan going into Smash 4, I was a Shulk fan before anyone knew Shulk existed. I, I mean, I was a Xenoblade fan before he got revealed for Smash. And I was just like, how cool would it be if Shulk got put in Smash? I'm like, it'll never happen. No one knows what Xenoblade is, but I'm like, how cool would that be? And then he puts Shulk in Smash. And <laughs> yeah, he I, does it. I, I mean, I freaked out when I saw it. I was like, what? And then I played Persona 5, and I was like, you know, it'll never happen. It's a Sony IP, but how cool would it be if Joker was in the game? And then he puts Joker in the game. I mean, <laughs> if I will it, it happens. And so even though I was a little disappointed with Terry and Hero, considering I didn't know who those characters were. Yeah. yeah. Um, banjo. Freaking Banjo. Yeah. Banjo. Banjo. I mean, I was completely happy with that. That that needed to happen a long time ago. Oh, yeah. But I can't be mad because they've already given me everything they that I wanted. They took Lucas out of Smash 4, and I was super disappointed. And then they put him back in as DLC. Yep. I mean, I have never been disappointed. Uh, not only have I never been disappointed, I have been shocked and proved wrong on multiple occasions. 
I, I cannot complain about the Smash Bros. roster. It has been too good to me. I kind of want Doom Guy. There, there were like leaks about it, and they were fake or whatever. But I, I, I kind of like the idea of that now that I, yeah, I think about that. Well, especially with uh, Doom and stuff coming to Smash. Like we got Doom sixty four. We got the the Doom two Eternal Darkness or whatever. Yeah, coming out and the original, well, not original, the twenty sixteen Doom that was on uh, Switch too. So I think it's a pretty good possibility. Yeah, Doom is like supporting the switch oh yeah to what? a weird degree who makes doom uh bethesda bethesda yeah I'm, dude am, yeah, I, am, I, am I wrong on that rip i think you're right i think they're the publisher yeah oh, yeah, no, yeah id software is the one that makes doom and then bethesda yeah publishes it. okay so okay i was gonna say like i feel like i'm right on that but i felt like we need to double check but yeah doom guy would be cool and here's the thing about smash it is missing um First-person shooters. It does not have one representation from the first-person shooter genre of um, games. What about Metroid? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I mean, Metroid is a Metroidvania game. I wouldn't consider yeah. it a... I mean, it literally... Metroid and Castlevania have defined their own genre, genre. of game. Yeah. And so, they have Metroidvania, quite literally. They have Metroid Samus, and then they have Simon Castlevania. So... They've completely got that genre. I think the one genre that they're missing is they're missing first-person shooters and they're missing rhythm games. So give me a Rhythm Heaven representative and give me Doom Guy. That's I willed it, so now it'll happen. You're welcome, everybody. Can you throw Rayman in there for me, too? <laughs> Ubisoft and Nintendo are, are very good friends. I'm surprised that it hasn't happened yet, actually. Yeah, that's the thing about Rayman. I think if it was gonna happen, it, it would have happened. happened. Because of how heavily rumored it was in Smash 4, and the fact that they went ahead and even gave him a trophy, it was very, very strange, uh, in my opinion, that they didn't just put him in the game. And so... I think the more likely Ubisoft representative, as much as I hate to say it, might be the Rabbids, even though that would be horrible, and I wouldn't I want it. You were gonna say that? <laughs> I, just, I really hate it. The disgust. <laughs> I could feel the disgust in your silence as I was saying it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't like that very much. I didn't buy Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle, even I though heard I good. heard it was great. Yeah, I heard uh, amazing things about it, and Grant Kirp- Kirko did the music for it so yeah. if nothing else buy it for the soundtrack i might buy that one actually because it's a good game it's one of those games that i've always said if i see it on sale for like ten dollars i'll bite the bullet and buy it it's not yeah. the kind of game i would buy for sixty dollars no way but if i see it for 15 20 10 i, I might buy it if i'm feeling good if i'm feeling yeah. wealthy that day feel like i have some <laughs> money to throw around uh but it's not the kind of game. I'm just not into that kind of strategy game, in a yeah. sense. It, it it the only exception I really make to that is Fire Emblem. But Fire Emblem just is on such another level in terms of just the relationship aspect with it and how close you are to the characters that are your units. I I don't think that would quite translate to Mario and the Rabbids. I don't think I'm crying when Rabbit Peach dies. So. <laughs> no! When she dies in the game, she dies for real. Uh, I've, it, I've never played a Fire Emblem game either. Play Three Houses. I mean, it is a phenomenal place to enter. I, I, I'm such, like, as a Nintendo fan, because I see a lot of Nintendo fans who aren't into JRPGs, and I'm so glad I'm into JRPGs because that's like 50% of what Nintendo does now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got Xenoblade, they got Fire Emblem, they got, I mean, I would almost say Damon X Machina is a little bit of an anime game. Uh, they're doing Dragon Quest, yeah, which... Yeah, it looks pretty weeby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, pers- I mean, I hope Persona comes, but Persona would be another big JRPG. Uh, they're doing the, uh, God, what's it called? They're, they're remaking the second game in that series. Secret of Mana, I think it is. Oh, yeah. Trials of Mana, it is. Yeah, yeah. That's another JRPG. And uh, they released Octopath Traveler. I mean, they released yeah, more JRPG. Really yeah, I bought it actually. Oh, I, I played, uh, but it looks good. I didn't get a chance to play a lot of it. I actually bought it with intention of playing it while I was at university, uh, and uh, 
You know how that goes. I got to university <laughs> and I didn't get a chance to look up. I probably played it for a couple hours on the uh, rare occasion that I got free time. Uh, but like I didn't bring my switch dock and, uh, so I was playing it in handheld mode and, uh, and I, I think that's a good game to play in handheld mode. I don't think that hindered my experience too much, but I was, um, you know, I'd just play it in my bed, like before going to bed at night or something. And yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I, I wish I would have got to play more of it. I hope I can get to come back to it someday. Cause is that a switch exclusive, that game? It was, but now I believe they brought it to other platforms. It was a Switch exclusive for about a year, so... We need Switch exclusives, people. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, let's see. And, uh, I guess a Switch exclusive that they announced, uh, at the Direct, which I believe you downloaded, was the free-to-start Kirby game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tell me about that, because I didn't download it. I haven't played it yet. I downloaded it. I... I was kind of going to see if I could talk Gabe into playing it with me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, or somebody. I mean, yeah, if we can. I mean, it, especially where it's free to start. If we get in a call one day, I'll be down to play it for sure. I'd say it'd be a lot more fun to play with people. Okay. It it looked okay. Like yeah, I mean, I'm not like super hyped about it, but I'm like, free game in Kirby? I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you, I've never been into Kirby before. Um, oh, I used to Kirby, love Kirby when I was a kid. Kirby Air Ride is the best Kirby game ever made. People can fight me on that. It is. Oh, so good. So good. It's one of those GameCube era just masterpieces. Everything from the GameCube was just brilliant. Oh, yeah. Kirby Air Ride is one of the few games that me and my brothers still, to this day, go back and play when we get the chance. Like, every once in a while, we'll just be like, let's go play some Kirby Air Ride. (laughs) That and Mario Party 4 are the two games that have stuck around from Uh, their childhood. Oh, yeah. I mean, nothing like a little bit of Mario Party. Got an hour to kill. Just play a game of Mario Party. Yeah, it's It's got it all. Steal stars from <laughs> Me and Noah got, once got into a heated argument over a game of Mario Party. Because... Well, I stole my star. <laughs> because I, win. I stole his star, preventing him from winning and making me the winner. It wasn't like that... I stole your star making like the CPU the winner. It was literally the difference between me winning and between you winning. And I chose that I was going to win. And I didn't think that was the biggest sin ever committed on this universe. But Noah certainly did. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> and I, Judgment I, day will come, my friend. <laughs> I think that it was debatable, though, whether or not it was the right decision, if I remember right. I remember yeah. it was a very close game between you and the CPU. And you were like, and I, I think you were making the argument pretty hard that I was making the wrong decision. That you this, were. if I were to get this, steal this star from you, I'm guaranteeing the CPU wins. And I didn't see it the same way. And I was like, no, if I don't steal the star from you, I'm guaranteeing that you win the game. I believe that I can beat the CPU if I steal this star. I don't think I can beat you. If I, I think I had a strong ending to the game. I, I think that did the next star landed in front of me and I got the next star and that's the only reason I won. I think that if I didn't get another star, I, the CPU would have won. But I, it was like, it was a super, it was, it was a... It was one of the greatest. It was just. I wish we had recorded it because it was such a good Mario Party mo- moment. We because it was the sometime. Yeah, I mean we have it yeah, ready to set up. Oh yeah, it, it was. I hope it can be as intense as that game because it was just such a. It was such a strategic, defining moment in the game, and that's why those old old ones are so good, and that's why I always go back to Mario Party Four because. Every map on that game has a boost space. And unlike Mario Party 6, in which only that map that we were playing on has a boost space. But in Mario Party 4, all of the maps have boo. And it always comes down to these defining strategic decisions as to who you steal from and what you steal from them as to if you win the game or not. Literally, there was one time where I was playing with my brother that I declined the star i strategically said no to the star and it won me the game 
Like, we were playing on that level of Mario Party. Because, here's the thing. If I would have... We were in a tie race for the coin star, right? Because in Mario Party 4, it's it's a good system, unlike the new Mario Party games. Mm. Um, there are three bonus stars. You know what you're fighting for. The coin star... Whoever had the most amount of coins at any given point in the game. Not whoever has the most at the end of the game. Whoever had the most. If I had 150 and then they all got stolen, 150 is now the score to beat. It doesn't matter if I have them at the end of the game. So, me and my brother were in a race for the coin star. We were literally tied in coins. And I was a couple coins ahead of them. And we were both over the gap. So, whoever had the most coins when the game was over was going to get the coin star and um i was about to buy a star and he was one he was one star i believe um no i think we were we were tied in stars okay and so we were tied in stars and so if i would have bought the star it would have guaranteed basically that he was going to get the coin star and i think that um and if he would have gotten the coin star I, I okay. I believe I was about two stars ahead of him, or a star or whatever. And he was getting a couple of the bonus stars. But if he would have gotten the bonus star, the the coin star, it that star I bought would have been basically canceled out because uh, he would have gotten the coin star. And not only that, he would have had the coin lead on me, so he would have beat me in a tie. So basically, buying the star would have resulted in both of us getting a star because that would have given him the coin star. And if he got the coin star. He had the coin lead, which would have won him the game in a tie. So I had to decline the star in order to beat him for the coin lead to win the game. And I won the game because I declined the star. Because if I didn't, it would have been a tie and he would have won because of the coins. That is Mario Party right there. That is what you want to see in a Mario Party game. Not pure luck. This is just him... Uh, justifying what he did to me. That's all this is right here. <laughs> that's it. There are such... Uh, it, it, that's why I love that series so much. Just because there are these strategic decisions. And I remember the looks. We had four people playing that night. I remember I sat on that star screen. Do you want to buy the star? Yes or no? For probably five minutes. Just thinking. I was like, is there any way I could I could buy this star and pass him in coins? And, but I was like, there isn't. I, I'm losing 20 coins. He's already 10 ahead of me. I have to win the next two. And, and I'm, there's only too many games left. And so it was like, there's no situation where I buy the star and win. There is, however, a situation where I don't buy the star. I win the next two mini games, get the coin lead, and win. And I did it. And it was like, when I said no to that star, everyone was like, what are you doing? And I was like... <laughs> I have a plan. I have a plan, guys. It's fine. <laughs> and it was I know like what I'm, doing. I'm a professional, okay? It was the most beautiful play that I've ever done in Mario Party cuz it was I mean, you you think about it, right? And like you're never like uh you're never like, you know, you see the no option on the on this on the star and you're like, "Oh, that's just for memeing. There's never a reason to decline the star." But like <laughs> there is a reason in that situation. And that's why um, having three set bonus stars is so such a big deal. Because if that would have been Super Mario Party, I would have just banked on the fact that the coin star wasn't going to be one of the three. Because there's eight possibilities. So if that would legit be me banking on the fact that the coin star was going to be in there, why not just buy the star and take the one in eight chance that it's going to be in there? Yeah. So that takes all strategy out of it. And that's what I, uh, I mean, I made a bunch of videos. I made a couple of videos about it. And There's the uh, plugging again. He's always <laughs> plugging. There it is. Yeah, I mean, I have to plug. Uh, uh, the Man-Eating Turtles, my gaming channel. Everyone check it out, please. <laughs> I, I mean, the link is in the description for a reason. It actually if, is, yeah. Yeah, cool. if you want to check out some of the game base, want to see some more structured uh, arguments being made, uh, you know, check that out. I'll go ahead and just hardcore plug it. <laughs> I, I don't even remember how I went on that tangent about Mario Party. Uh, I don't even remember what started. Oh, no. We were talking no, about, oh, we were talking about Kirby. Then we talked about playing together. Then we talked about the stars. And I think that's how we got, uh, yeah, yeah. off on this tangent. So, uh, it, uh, hey, 
Release Super Mario Party 2 and make it good, Nintendo. I was halfway expecting Super Mario Party 2. I, th- I think we got a, a little bit more time before they'll do that. Yeah, you know that game sold 7 million copies? That's quite a lot. It's like the number 7 or 8 most so- so- best-selling game on the Switch. Oh, really? And it's wow. terrible. It has four boards that are just grid-based garbage. Yeah. It has 100 basic mini-games. It is horribly... I mean, I mean, just keep milking them out. If 7 million people are going to buy it, I bought it. I'm not going to buy the second one if it's the same. But, I mean, if 7 million people are buying that, why not make it an annual thing like it used to be if it's selling that much? Yeah. Same, I, mean, I guess. Here's the only want to ruin the franchise, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Call of Duty. They already ruined the franchise, unfortunately. I know. <laughs> I know. People were so hypnotized by Mario Party Nine and Mario Party Ten that when Super Mario Party came out and was slightly better, everyone was just like, "Oh my God, Mario Party's back!" No, Mario Party's not back with Super is Mario Party. Mario Party back with Super Mario Party. The answer is no. Is no, it's a big fat no, guys. No, Mario Party is not back with Super Mario Party. It's it you know, it sickens me to see people say that it is. Honestly, like I'll see videos of people being like, "Super Mario Party's the best game in the series," and I'll be like, "No, it's not." And it makes me so mad because they've clearly never played another game in the series when they're saying that. <laughs> uh, all right, I got one more thing on the list to talk about before we end this off. All right, what is it? We're going to talk about... So, have you heard about the storming Area 51 thing? Uh, No, I haven't. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I, would, oh, it I, was, would be, <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, it would, be, it would be very difficult to avoid it. Yes, I have heard about the Area 51 raid. All right. So, we're going we're gonna to go. Not really, but this hypothetical. And you can only take four YouTubers with you. Okay. Who, who are you going to take with you? Oh, man. Uh, Jeez. Uh, okay, well, but we can alternate, right? Well, I'll pick one, you pick one, I'll pick yeah, one, you sure. pick one. Yeah, that, that sounds like a good format. So, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go with a Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> <Unexpected>. <laughs> because Because, here, 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 here we go. We, we get caught by the Area 51 guards. We're gonna throw Ben Shapiro in, and he's gonna debate the guards, and he's gonna, now listen, uh, you know, uh, you know you're stupid you should allow these men in and he's gonna win the debate and Ben Shapiro will convince the guards to let us in through facts and logic (laughs) so he is a necessary part to this plan he's our backup plan just in case things go wrong and also if we do need to make a human sacrifice to the aliens Ben Shapiro is there oh my god (laughs) I'm sure Ben would be down. I'm sure Ben would be down. So yeah, I'll, I'll sacrifice myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just a factual thing to do. I, I would be the best sacrifice. I mean, the aliens clearly respect me. <laughs> so okay, so Ben Shapiro is number one. Okay. <laughs> we're about, we're, I have a feeling we're about to assemble a dream team right here. Oh my god! Wait, so. So are we are we doing a combined four? You and me? I think I think that was the format that. You okay. were saying. I can go with that. Hmm. I ha- I was thinking iDubs. iDubs. Ooh. Yeah. You th- yeah. I, I, I could see- How do you think iDubs and Ben Shapiro are getting getting along? How are, How's our team chemistry? That would be really odd. Yeah. I, think. I don't know how that would go. But after that one video where him and H3 are, are shooting guns, he's going to be our, our weapons guy. Oh, yeah. I, iDubs brings the heavy artillery. Yeah, and he knows he knows how to catch squirrels, so we'll have food. Dang. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So we, so we have facts and logic, we have guns, and we have food. So we're we're, we're assembling a pretty good team here. Uh, you know, I I think uh we're going to need a little more firepower. I'm about to take it old school. I don't even know if this guy even makes videos anymore, but I'm going to have to go with FPS Russia. Oh man! You remember <laughs> FPS Russia? Yeah. yeah, I remember him. I mean, if Idubs doesn't bring the bring the heat, FPS Russia will. This man, I mean, he made a living just firing guns at random crap, and you know he has it all. So FPS Russia, I'm gonna bring him to America, and he will. Uh, he'll be our heavy hitter. 
He'll be the guy firing the guns. Idubs can bring him. Ben Shapiro can give us facts and logic. And FPS Russia can be the man who does the deed. I like this team. I like this team so far. <laughs> I just imagine Ben Shapiro talking to FPS Russia. It'd be such a weird <laughs> conversation. All right. My last pick. Do you know who William Osmond is? I don't. Okay. He he makes cool little uh, gadgets and stuff. So I think that that he would be a good member on the team. We can make stuff to help break in. Ah, okay. I, I gotcha. So yeah. we have the guns. We have the food. We have the facts and logic. Now all we need is a little bit of tricks up our sleeves to trick guy, the Area 51 guards. <laughs> This guy has worked with iDubs before, so we already have some team chemistry there on that one, so I think it'll work out great. Dang. Oh, I mean, this is a team right here. Can we we throw in an extra wild card? He's not a YouTuber (laughs) anymore, but I just want to have him around because he's fucking crazy. Okay, we got a wild card pick. Let's do it. Well, who's your pick? Alex Jones, baby. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Alex Jones can, like, put him in a headlock or something. Listen here. (laughs) You're faking, you're a coward. Would would Alex Jones and Ben Shapiro be able to coexist is is the name. Do they hate each other? (laughs) I think so. I don't know any of that. I I hate to say it, but I don't keep up with them. So, I just uh, like I just like Alex for the funny memes. That's that's about it. So would that bring down our team chemistry? Would Ben not be able to spit out his facts and logic out of fear of getting RKO'd by Alex Jones? Well, okay. So if if Ben Shapiro is the human sacrifice we bring along with us, then Alex Jones can just kind of shoehorn his way into the team. After that, Alex Jones can be the guy who chucks Ben Shapiro into the pit of aliens. He can lift him up with his grown man strength, and Alex Jones can, can chuck Ben Shapiro into a pit of aliens. Imagine. That should just be the first clip of this podcast coming up. <laughs> Alex Jones can chuck Ben Shapiro into a pit of aliens and just oh. let people be like, what happens in this conversation to where we get that to that title. point? Alex like, Jones yeah. chucks Ben Shapiro into a pit of aliens. But... <laughs> But who knows, Ben Shapiro might become king of aliens by getting out of it with facts and logic. He might hit him with the facts and be like, I, I, I know how to get inside of this, guys. Uh, the Americans, they, they, they don't want you to get out, but I, I know a secret way out. All we have to do is talk to President Trump. I know he'll let us out. And then the aliens be like, hey, I mean, let's give it a shot. You know, maybe this Ben guy knows what he's talking about. And then we lead to Ben Shapiro taking over the world with the aliens. We're going to have to send out some invites. We're going to get this going, man. Yeah, uh, we'll have to, uh, I, I mean, if we could get this team together, I think that Area 51 doesn't stand a chance. A chance. <laughs> I gotta be honest, when you when you brought up this topic, I did not think it was gonna go this crazy. <laughs> you know, I mean, we really went tactical with it. It, it, it yeah. wasn't, like, I, I thought we were gonna be like, oh, I'll bring a Chucka Conroy, because I, I just, you know, just wanna hear what he has to say, seems like a cool guy, but we, I mean, we went for it. Oh, we gotta have entertainment too, though. What? Okay, what YouTuber would you bring for entertainment? Purposes? Entertainment? Um, I uh, uh, I don't know. Who would you bring? I think I'm gonna go with H3. H3? Yeah. Would, uh, yeah uh, uh, ha- King. I mean, I-, I would like to talk to Ethan Klein, especially if we're gonna die. I mean, what better way to spend your last moments than by having a conversation with H3H3? <laughs> Oh, dude, or Super Mega, the guys raid Area 51. That could be one of their vlog videos. <laughs> that is one of their vlog videos. Yeah, oh, wait, no, they go to Area 51. Yeah, they got to raid it this time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is that cheating where it's two people? I don't know. I mean, we're making up the rules for it because this is our thing anyway, so I think it's fine. Yeah, okay. Well, there we go. So our team is Ben Shapiro Alex Jones, FPS Russia. Uh, who was the guy you said? Idubs. Uh, it wasn't Idubs. It was oh, William oh, yeah, Osmond. Yeah, Idubs. Yeah, Idubs. William Osmond, Super Mega, and H three H three, and the two of us. 
If that's not the thumbnail, I don't know what is for this video. <laughs> I don't know if I can put Alex Jones in the thumbnail without YouTube having to. We fit. just immediately get demonetized. <laughs> we we will. It's not even a joke. Dang. Sorry, Alex. I guess you're so not. So I'll just make him a silhouette with a question mark. I don't know who it is in the thumbnail. <laughs> you have to unlock Alex Jones. He's not the. Yeah, he's DLC on disc DLC. Oh, Jesus, man. Like, that went crazy. I mean, I can think of no better way to end this podcast. Why didn't we start with that? God, I mean. Good. That would have been, like, right out of the gates. Everybody's like, holy shit, these guys are crazy. We got to yeah. subscribe. Maybe we'll come up with some more topics similar to this for the future ones. To, oh, that uh, could be like a, yeah, like a running bit. Yeah, just to <laughs> assemble some more teams because that, that was pretty good. That I uh, I'll almost say that was the highlight of this podcast so far in all of the all of the episodes. But I think that's a phenomenal note to end on. So I think uh, we can go ahead and call it quits. Yeah, I guess, guys. All right. So thank you guys very much for watching episode three of the Crosstalk Podcast. We will see you in the next one.